Welcome to the podcast, Let's Talk Cancer, The True Second Opinion. The field of oncology exists in a paradigm that limits the options that are available for people diagnosed with cancer. No matter which conventional doctor you consult for an opinion, their similar opinions are the result of standard protocols that are developed from only a fraction of the available research. Join Dr. Lodi and Dr. Goodyear as they provide a true second opinion on cancer that is based on all the relevant research that is currently available. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Thomas Lodi and Dr. Nathan Goodyear. Hi, I'm Dr. Thomas Lodi. Uh, today, our podcast with a true second opinion will be about chemotherapy. Actually, chemotherapy is going to take more than one podcast because there's so much information out now. And... Uh, I think most of it really needs to be at least touched on and explored because it's a big decision you're going to make. So in a true second opinion, um, uh, again, when the, what we've noticed um, over the years, Dr. Goodyear and I, is that uh, when people are uh, making a decision when they have cancer, it's not only their decision, it's the decision of their loved ones, uh, their friends, uh, and who haven't studied the subject for the most part. I mean, there are situations where people come in, they're, they're, they're well prepared, they understand it all, and we're always happy to, to see those people. It's a lot easier. Um, but many people come in, uh, they just have a feeling they should be doing something different than chemo or, and radiation and surgery, but they don't really have the details, and their husband or uh, a friend or mother or children you know, don't agree and there's all this conflict. And of course, this conflict we've also learned is absolutely deadly. It's deadly. So in other words, that conflict has to be resolved. Otherwise, uh, the person's actually, actually what happens when the person's in those kinds of deep emotional conflicts, it suppresses their immune system measurably, natural killer cell function, um, macrophages. I mean, they're actually suppressed. So this can't happen. So, you know, our first job, um, with patients is to uh, try to resolve the conflict within the family by giving information, right? And then you all make the decision. And I think once you have the truth, the, the decision becomes obvious, right? So um, anyway, that's what true second opinion is all about, so that you have the information so you can make the decision um, with your family. And we want everyone to, to, to participate. We want everyone in your family to participate. So... Um, so today we're going to talk about a, a, a small aspect of chemotherapy, just to kind of get the, the overall general idea and a few details. Uh, we've all known, everyone's known um, for years that chemotherapy is deadly. Um, uh, the reason that it's used is because it's deadly to cancer cells. The problem is it, there's no way to target it. It just goes everywhere and it permeates everything. And so we knew that most people... It was obvious to anybody who worked in oncology, it was obvious that most people were not dying from the cancer, but rather they were dying from the treatment. And a big one was the, was the chemo. And I think maybe even more important um, is that they lost their complete quality of life. You know, um, uh, I mean, I have, I mean, I have, a, I have a, a beautiful story, about, and I'll do it real quickly, but I had a woman who came in, uh, this was in June of 2001. She had cancer all over the place, breast cancer all over the place. She couldn't, she couldn't move, she was sick. We talked to her about uh, um, all the different therapies, but also more about the real important strict lifestyle you would wanna make. 
she did that. She said, I don't want any, I don't even want vitamin C. I just want to do that. So that was in June. And I saw her once a month, she'd come in just to say hi. And she was getting better and better. And she had more and more, you know. So in January, six months later, she had a fatal automobile accident. And when they did an autopsy, there was no cancer. Okay, so that really woke me up again. It was one of my other big wake-up calls. But um, anyway, I just want, I wanted to, to, to let you know that uh, the, the important thing is that this lady knew she was going to get better. She did just lifestyle. She had a, she was, ter if you ever had to find, to find someone as terminal, she was terminal. Uh, and um, that's what happened six months later. So um, anyway, so chemo, what we, so, so chemo kills, we know it kills, but it also, it's very important. Dr. Goodyear and I are struggling all the time. We use IPT uh, and we, 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 we need to use it. There are situations where tumors are, are, are just not responding to other things or they're large or they're painful or uh, they're obstructing something and we have to use it. So we use the IPT. So what, then the reason we use that is because all the damage that we're going to explain to you that chemo does do, at least we're minimizing it. You know, we're, we're minimizing it and we're hopefully just, you know, and not getting the rest of the body. You know, we may be poisoning the tumor microenvironment to our disadvantage, but at least we're not poisoning as much of the other healthy cells. Um, um, and then we try to lose, use it for as least amount of time as possible, just to you know achieve our, our goal, and then and then we go on from there. So um, and, and you know it's really interesting, you know, talking about you know chemo. Everybody recognizes, you know, women women are known for their intuition, right? Men not so much. You know, fat, bald. <clears throat> and they'll say, I'm the sexiest one alive. You know, it's like, yeah, not, not really. <laughs> but so, you know, when a, when a patient comes in and they said, you know, I, I really have concerns about the toxicity of chemo. You know, one of the things that's different about us in our practice, uh, Lodi, is that we listen to the patients. And how a patient perceives a therapy really goes a long way to how effective that therapy is or is not. And when you look at the cells, it's really fascinating because you know everybody talks about chemo resistance as it relates to chemotherapy. Well, are the you know we've got multi-drug resistant chemo um, you know, cancer now. Well, it's because the the cancer cells themselves are upregulating these quote-unquote you know efflux mechanisms, these pathways to get toxins out of the cells. That right there shows you that chemotherapy is toxic. It's a toxigenic therapy that hopes, as what, what I tell our patients here at Oasis, the, the place that you founded, that what conventional chemotherapy does is they hit you upside with a two by four every three weeks, hoping every day you keep getting up, and one day that cancer does, just doesn't get up. But one day with that two by four upside the head, you may not get up. So what we do, as you mentioned with the insulin potentiated therapy, is we, we take something that can be very effective against cancer, but also very toxic to the rest of the body. And, and we'll, we'll go through over a series of podcasts, talk about the crazy things that chemotherapy sets up that, that we're really just starting to discover in the literature. But the, the cells are adapting to this presence of a toxin. So what we're gonna do with IPT is use it safer, smarter, and better, but hopefully one day never use it all. Because when you look at Hippocrates, you know, what, what's that oath that we took? Oh, Hippocratic oath, right? Yep. First, do no harm. 
I mean, chemotherapy almost seems to go directly against that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's unfortunately impossible. And I, you know, I remember back in, uh, uh, I think it was in 2012, uh, I read a study. I mean, I think, I, yeah, I must have been the time. Anyway, it was Fred Hutchins, Hutchinson's Center in uh, Seattle, uh, Washington, uh, Cancer Center. Uh, and they had kind of discovered uh, uh, what the, the relationship between chemotherapy and a group of proteins that are called WNT proteins. So what happens is when people get chemotherapy, the chemotherapy actually, um, uh, you know, it causes DNA damage. Uh, you know, it's, that's the goal is to disrupt the, the cancer cell and, and kill it. Um, but it also gets in the, what's called the tumor microenvironment. That is the environment around the tumor, the extracellular fluid around the tumor. See, all cells in the body are swimming in a fluid called the extracellular fluid. If you, if you can envision uh, the cells of the body being the fish in an aquarium, well, the water in that aquarium, it's a very crowded aquarium because there's 100 million fish, um, but uh, the, the, the water in that aquarium is the extracellular fluid and that constitutes the microenvironment because uh, these cells are micro-sized around the cell. And the cells, all cells are ever doing is adapting to and responding to that microenvironment. That's why we talk about lifestyle and eating and cleansing and meditation and all these things to keep that microenvironment pristine so that the cells can do just what they were designed to sell, do. Like a liver cell can be just be a liver and a brain cell can just be a brain instead of having to fight all these toxins and ward off all this other stuff, right? Because we, we keep ourselves so busy that they, that they can't do their, their, their job. And then they have, to, they have to kind of mutate just to deal with what, what's going on. Thanks for listening to our Let's Talk Cancer, the True Second Opinion podcast. For a more in-depth look at the available research, check out the podcast notes for this podcast. Help us spread the word so more people can find a true second opinion. We want to provide this knowledge and information to help more and more people and their families with cancer. And don't forget, subscribe to our podcast, Let's Talk Cancer, the True Second Opinion.